you know, the silence is a little more golden than it used to be. That means it's a little more silent than it used to be here on Lawyer Talk, off the record, on the air. What is this episode like, 564? Give or take. Give or take 100 or 200. I'm not quite sure. Um, But you know what? We're going to call this. We're going to call this the Special Lawyer Talk Election Show. But we're going to try not to talk about the upcoming midterm elections. How how does that work? Just like that. See, you guys already screwed up. Me and Bill just got thrown into this. The ringmaster, Steve. Is letting us know right. where we're going with this show. I know. Now I'm confused. Oh, and that's what he likes. He likes us. He likes a little confusion in there. We're going to keep it a little confusing. Now okay. again, we don't have the beard. The beard is missing, and that's sad. He works, so he's working hard. He, he's, he's working. I mean, taking care of his clients. He's he's he's, he's out taking lo- care of Yavich and Palmer with their his better interest for the company at mind. Right, right. It's all about the. It's <clears> all for the company. He's a company man. Uh, but no, he is taking care of clients. He's out of county in court. Actually, he's probably bailed on us. He's home playing croquet in the backyard with the kids. Might be. I don't know. He's not lawyer talking. Tester That's the kitchen point. running. He's testing it up, getting the chili perfected. Um, but anyway, so here we are, lawyer talk. You know, we did an episode, a grab bag episode, mail call, I think we called it, right? It was mail call. Questions so, came in, answers went out. And here's the I mean this is when I started the podcast this was sort of the idea right I've been on the blitz now for a decade or so off and on and people call in they want their complex difficult sometimes simple legal questions answered and I try to provide the best answers I can so we just started getting questions and we even created a, a, an email for podcast submissions and now we're they're rolling in at an alarming rate I can't even keep up so after the last mail call we're gonna do this mail call we're not going to talk about the elections you hear that, Jared? Or issue no, no election talk. We're no not election gonna, talk. Or issue one, or <clears throat> Trump, or How Kavanaugh. about everybody texting? How about this new text thing? Have you guys got any of the, the text? The robo-text? Uh, the robo-text. Yeah. I, I, I've been getting a large number of them. What do they do? I've, well, I don't even know just, anything about Just this. different sides of the parties. I could probably look up some of the texts that I've got on my phone. And right. it's, you know, just, hey, why don't you get out there and vote? Make sure you're registered. Cordray's the man. Then somebody uh, was like, do you have any questions on issue one? Please vote Yes. Please contact us if you'd like to know anything about it. Which that one's kind of a good one. Or your local not, poll was now open until eleven p.m. at night. Yeah, oh. you see those ones? It's open till eleven. No, eleven. But the, oh. I've gotten texts like that before. With they're closing at seven, they'll say it's open for another. You know, don't fret. We're opening. We're staying open late now. So for you. we can, if you're late to the poll, you can. But how, that means you just got to stay up that much here's, later. Here's, here's a text. But I then write. you can't vote. I'm with yes. Yeah. On one, Ohio issue one is a solution to our drug crisis, offering more drug treatment and safer community. Would you like more info? More info on issue one? I didn't respond. Well, I mean, they, they, they but I mean, they've already told just, you that. That was, that was just a not, but that was a pretty good write up. I, I, I know it's not at all. They've t- these are the people that say vote yes. Do you want more information now? If it said, look, don't know how to vote, I'm not going to tell you. But I will tell you all the information you need to know one way or another, what's good, what's bad, what you should know, what you shouldn't. I mean, look, and, and these are these superlative statements, right, where somebody says the solution to all our drug problems, I can almost guarantee is not an issue one. Right. It's not a new law. Right? Yeah. <laughs> it's like I could, I could guarantee, take that from a lawyer, for God's sakes. It's, it's like. We're not talking about. We're not know, talking about the elections. elections but not. on the issue one, you, you're. You, you think that it is not a good issue? 
Well, I, 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 I'm not going to give my opinion on issue. Yes, I probably will. But here's the thing. I, what you just read, I heard in there, it is the solution to our drug problems. That's what they said. I just I got it. To, somebody texted it to me. I mean, how could that possibly? It's like saying this yeah. is the greatest car ever built. Right. The, this is, I mean, it's never going to be the solution. And, and like simply put, more law is not the solution. No. The solution to the drug problem on opiates is quit using opiates, right? So that's the, you just got to start there. And I'm, I know I'm oversimplifying. I'm not, I'm not unsympathetic to the opiate problem, but I, I don't know if issue one is going to be the ultimate solution. Just saying. But we're not talking about that. Not talking about that. Let's go with the question. All right, let's go with the question. We're not going to talk about how let's, constitutional let's amendments some, are, should be safe for very, very hard to change. They, they should be safe for very broad-based policy things. Here's the problem. Like, the Constitution is the Constitution. We have this thing in our country called a separation of powers. There's three branches of government, right? You have the executive branch. You've got the legislative branch. You've got the judicial branch. And the Constitution, state, federal, or otherwise, sort of spells that out. And, you know, the legislative branch in our American form of government gets to write and make laws. They get to say, you shall do this or you shall not do that. And they have very limited and, and, and delineated, carefully delineated grants of power to do that. That's their job. Right. It's not the president's job. It's not the governor's job. It's not the judge's job to make the law. That's a legislative job. And the idea is they go debate it in public down in Statehouse <clears throat> Square there and talk about all the pros and cons. And if they get it wrong, guess what? They, they can, can change it. They can change it. They can say, you know what? We screwed up. Or if they if they, they think they got it right and you think they got it wrong, you can go vote. Right. But we're not talking about the election. But you can go vote and say, I don't want that guy in representing me anymore or that gal representing me anymore because they made a dumb law. Once you amend the Constitution, now you've blurred all that up, and you can't legislate from the Constitution. You can legislate from the State House, but not the Constitution. It should be an old, yellowy document that you never change, unless it really, really needs it. Right. So, now that we're not talking about the election, let's talk to the grab bag. Oh, this is a good one. Um, are we allowed to use their names? Let's go nameless. All right. I don't think this sender has a name anyway. Let me see. All right. This one says, what are your thoughts on starting a second career in law? I'm 46, and I think I had the brain power to graduate and pass the bar in my 20s, but I don't feel as quite as sharp as I was. Steve, you're closer to my age. Would you want to take a shot at the bar now? Love the podcast. First of all, love the podcast. I mean, that part's great. Um, now, there's a couple of fallacies in here. First is that it takes any brain power at all to be a lawyer. I can't say that that <laughs> right. is the, it's law school. It's like that doesn't I mean that's that's just nothing short of nonsense. No, I so at forty six, Bill, would you go back to law school at forty six years old? Yeah. I think I yeah. I think so. I, think, I went to I law school so. with a guy who uh was from California. He was like the CFO of the gap or something. I don't know, whatever. But he was fifty eight. Fifty eight, yeah. yeah. Now he's working at a big, you know, laying out in one of the big law firms. Right. But he's very successful. But he was fifty-eight years old. Yeah, I, I, he didn't I care. I think this is this is like everything else. This is going to be an individual decision. I think mm -hmm. if you're, I, I I could probably do better it, at the bar exam like now. He, he's he's yeah. like, you know, I was really good baseball player in college. <laughs> you know, now I'm forty-six, and I mean, I, maybe I should try out for the big leagues. Yeah, why that, not? That yeah. I might would say, ah, I think you kind of lost your Well, I mean, just ask T-Bone. All right. I guess you're right. 
as Tebow or Michael Jordan. No, I'm just not. But, you're probably you know, right. This is more of a mental, you know, game. So as long as you're mentally sharp and you, you can think through it, I would say, you know, more power to you. Yeah. Let's do it. If you want to do it, you do it. I don't care how old you are. Whatever you want to do, you should do. You, Except you, for pole vaulting. Yeah, don't do that when you're 46. <laughs> 46 just, years. You break a hippie. If I could pole vault just once over the thing, it'd like whatever a good <laughs> the height would be, I would do it. But I can't. All right, so here's my, here's my take. The bar exam is not going to be any more difficult now, I don't think, for my current brain power than it would have been. In, my, in fact, I'm probably better now. I, just didn't, better. I, I did not yeah. take the bar exam. You both have. Was it multiple question? Multiple choice? There's yeah. d- there were two there's parts. essay? Or how's, how's, yeah. How does it work? It's it depends everything? on the state. It's there's actually full? Yeah, there's, there's three parts, and it used to be. I was the first year where you didn't get three full days. I had two and a half days. But the year before me, you had three full days. Now, the reason, so the, the three parts are basically this. You have now a model professional responsibility exam, which is a multiple guess test about ethics. So you, there's a, there's the standards across the country that most states adopt, generally speaking, about what lawyers can and can't do and should and shouldn't do. That's part one. That's like a half day. That, you, that is now not at the same time as the rest of the bar exam. The second part is the multiple guessers. They call this the multiple, the multi-state bar exam, exam right? M- MBE. MBE. And those are those suck, right? I mean, those are these where you get four choices and they all sound right. It, you think multiple choice is easy, but when you take that, it's like, oh, right? You get, I, I like all these. Well, maybe I don't like A, but man, B, C, and D. No multiple sounds choice. Good to me. They, they can be. I remember They're taking hard. my motorcycle uh, test. And there was multiple questions where I was like, this is a trick. Because, you know, one and two would work. So I it says guess the best. And that's the yeah, best. they start yeah. that's what they do in the bar exam. They start talking about the best answer. And you know, you cross off, like you said, but like you know it's none of the above, so you just cross that. And then you start reading, well, maybe it was none of the above. I better put that one back on the plate and then you get to the so it sucks. And I heard they got rid of the swimsuit competition. There's no longer a swimsuit competition. They got rid of that. So you no more worries there. I mean, let me tell you, when I took the bar exam, we, we were at the vets, the old vets, and mm-hmm. we were lined up in this huge auditorium. And I had this table. I think they were they were sort of probably folding banquet tables with uh, banquet chairs. And there were dudes freaking out. Mm-hmm. I mean, guys going like, <laughs> like hyperventilating. What are you allowed to bring? What what can you bring a with pencil. you? Pencil. Pencel. Yeah. That's it. It's probably changed now. You probably take a PC. You probably, probably do it online. Now, yeah. Yeah. It's all computers now, I'm sure. Um, but people freaking out, people vomiting. I mean, it was nuts. I used uh, my some shooting muffs so I couldn't try to cut out as much noise as I could. I mean, it was like, it was crazy. And then the first day we did, I think it was multi-state the first, I can't it's, remember. I think it's multi-state the first day. And then the day and two. The essays was day two. Was it six of them? I don't remember. Out of 12, they could choose six out of 12? All freaking day. Yeah, all is day. how many there were. Right. Yeah. So it's all day of writing essays to questions. In blue books. And, and back in my day, it was blue books. They probably yeah. type them now. Um, <clears throat> and then on day three, you finished up the MBE with a half day of uh, multiple guessers. Right. But, you know, at the end of the day, if you didn't pass, you just take it again. If you don't pass, yeah. then take it again. If you don't pass, then you better reevaluate, I think. Yeah. But, you know, it's. A, I guess the better answer to this guy is, or the first, the answer is yes. I I would say there's no issue at all going back to law school. You'd probably be a better student now than I ever was at 20, whatever I was. Uh, you would probably have no problem passing the bar exam. You'd have to just ask the one real question, which is why. Right. 
why. I mean, I heard a judge ask me. It was uh, Judge uh, Vandercar. Hmm. And great guy, great judge. Yeah. And now he's doing a lot of work. Uh, on the opiates. I think he's against issue one, but we're not talking about that. I don't know. But he does a lot of people. He helps a lot of people get sober from opiates and other stuff. But doing great so work. So there are other ways to help people other than issue one. Other than having the government write a law or change the Constitution and make you do it? Yeah. Um, I mean, if that's what it's trying to do. If... Oh, I forgot. Uh, who said... Oh, I was back to this. So, so Judge Vandercar, I had... There was a bunch of people in that were sort of shadowing us around maybe two or three people for whatever reason and he stopped this it was great she was a college student looking at law school and and really interested in it and he asked her this question i never heard it asked and it's so ironic um he said why do you want to go why do you want to be, why do you want to be a lawyer and she didn't have an answer hmm. at least not one right off but she didn't have a good answer and he just said look if you want to go to law school and you want to be a lawyer or if you want to go to law school do it because you want to be a lawyer or you want the education because you want the education, but don't think that it's going to solve all your crappy life problems now. And it doesn't, right? right. I mean, it's it's like it's like sort of get it's like getting married. If you think getting married is going to fix a screwed up relationship, you're sorely mistaken. Being a lawyer is going to add to your problems. Oh, it's stress. You were going to get you had your in. problems. Now you have your clients' problems <laughs> and future clients' problems and old clients' problems. Now that said. It is an awesome education, right? I mean, it's like if you look at this from an academic standpoint, if you get out of it what you, what you can, it really gives you, I think, the ability to assess and analyze problems using a formula that you can take with you all over every day. It, it's very go. intriguing. It, it it draws my interest in. Yeah. The, the little work that I was able to do with you really – on multiple cases from yeah. from my own to yeah. somebody else's to the the knowledge that you get and what you learn and there is you know just a lot of looking at life yeah. to yeah. get you through it so i would have to say somebody that has a little bit more age has seen more stories have have felt more things they would to to a point should have a, a more judgmental or open mind yeah, they, to go through the situation. Then they would probably understand like that gentleman I was talking to was like 58. So when, in contract law, I was like, I don't even understand this shit. Yeah. I don't even know what this is. You have and no life I, experience. He, yeah. He, he, he understood it. He was in business, but it was life experience too. Yeah. So if we look at a case now, we could say, oh yeah, I remember when that happened and on the news and Right. You know, you, you can't know, fake life experience, right. right? You can act like you know something, but quickly it's exposed. I mean, sure. you can't fake life experience. And this guy, I don't even know if it's a guy, but this person is going to, you know, if if he or she wants to go to law school now and has the real impetus to do it and wants to do it for all our, go for it, man. I think it's awesome. Uh, enjoy it. Don't think it's going to solve all your problems. Don't think you're going to make a lot of money. Don't think that life is going to be hunky-dory if it isn't already, but it's a great education. I sure. mean, now here's the other thing. If you don't if you think that you're going to be a great law student, you know, Bill, I meant to tell you this. I got an idea for a show. What is it? I'm listening to this. Fred, I like this. Fred's listening, but he's not talking yet. So I'm listening to this podcast right now. Mm -hmm. um, it's these guys teaching music theory. And it's these two dudes that talk about music theory. And what they're doing is they're sort of following what they perceive. One of them's a music teacher, I think, on the graduate level now. Or maybe he's teaching undergrads, but he's got a master's or maybe a PhD. And He's teaching, they talk about the concepts that the kids are learning in music school, and they try to follow along. So I guess the idea would be is that if you're in music school and you want to get a little extra understanding, you listen to the you podcast. You listen to the podcast, and I, and I do that now. Um, I thought, I should have law students. 
We should have lawyer talk for lawyers. I can take the syllabus. You I should. Can, I can take the curriculum, like property, and just talk about it. Yeah. We can talk about the rule in Shelley's case. Simple. And si- I can and simplify it, right? Because there's one thing I've always been good at it, and Jared and I, we've mm-hmm. talked about this. Yeah. Take th- things that seem complicated and make them simple. But the, the, what got me off on that tangent is this. If you think that you're just going to go memorize everything, if you're one of those people, like a memorizer, and that it'll all just make sense, it doesn't. Mm-mm. You don't memorize anything. If you memorize stuff and that's going to be your path through it, you will surely fall short. I mean, I think you got to work when you go to law school. Yeah, I was a criminal justice major at Youngstown State. I, I don't even know if I got a B in any of my major classes. They had always criminal justice with con law and all, evidence, all that crap. Yep. I go and I get Bill Bluth for criminal law, first semester of law school. I got a C plus. It's like, what the hell is this? That's pretty good. I just studied all this stuff for four years, though. But I was, I was overconfident. Well, and I didn't understand what I actually needed to do to... You know, you have to memorize. I don't want to say you can't. That memorization won't help you. Being able to recall things will help you, but you have to know what it's doing. You have to understand the concepts, and you really have to understand both sides of the concepts. So Mm -hmm. there is no right answer in law school. But maybe we'll cover that at our next, the next show for for law students. Um, Anyway, what's our guy? What's the Carson guy? Have we beaten this one to death? Karnak. 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 He's done. All right. Karnak. So, sender. Oh, that's the sender. We probably have to save this one from Jeff, for Jeff, but since he's not here, we can use it. Um, is that making that make no sense? <laughs> it's been a long week. Is there a Jeff request? It says Does it say for the beard only? It's like, I remember my kid was in, uh, we went to like a, do you want to sign up for Boy Scouts or Cub Scouts meeting? And, you know, my kids are, what they, you've met them. They, they, they were not shy. But uh, they go through this spiel, and they're like, any questions? And my kid, only hand goes up in the entire cafeteria over at the Tremont School. Well, I have a comment. <laughs> <laughs> and he just unloads. And I tell some story about going camping or something. Anyway, so this is uh, a comment. Jeff's voice is a dead ringer for what celebrity? I guess that's a question, but it's yeah, more rhetorical. Question. He's got the answer. Because he already apologized. Sorry, I have to provide the answer. We'll leave that one sit for a while. So Jeff's, Jeff, Jeff's voice sounds like a somebody famous. Hey, famous. Well, read it again. I need, I need to hear it one more time. Jeff's voice on these new voice products. Now, Jeff's voice is a dead ringer for what celebrity? A celebrity. Okay, next question. We'll, we'll think about that. Come Jeff, the celebrity. One. Jeff. Hmm. All right. So, next here on mail grab, what do we call it? Mail grab? Mail Mail call. Mail call. Do you advise using dash cams if you're involved in an accident and turn out to be at fault? Can you pull the camera down and delete the video? Or at that point, are you destroying evidence? So, I mean, I really could say yes or no to all these things. Um. Well, let's just sort of take it. Now, I presume, Bill, they mean, do you advise using dash cams like private ones? That's what I'm assuming, too. You say your own dash cam. Next thing you know, you're recording everything, and boom, you get in an accident. Sure, clear distance, whatever. Is I, that? I'd like to know how old this questioner well, is. There was, a, there was an issue with a uh, Uber driver that uh, got in an accident, and uh, I think he killed somebody, and they, he deleted the video. 
Ah, see, there you go. And there was a big issue on that. This is not too long ago I heard it on the news, so maybe this is where the question this is, came this from. This is a very relevant question. Though. And so he he deleted it, and I think they were getting him with, uh, what do you call that, uh, tampering with evidence? Tampering with evidence. Mm-hmm. It's an F3 in Ohio. F3. I know, I know a large amount of motorcycle enthusiasts that now are riding with cameras just so that if it goes down, at least they've got it on camera as to what happened. That way their loved ones can get a first-hand glimpse of what it looks like to have your head... Here you go. Let's watch the ride. All right. Uh, No, so do I advise using Dash? Here's the thing. Everybody's taking pictures of everything anymore, right? There's selfies of everything. I mean, let's just take it. It's like if you go to the if you go to the grocery store, here I am at Kroger. If you go somewhere... But, you know, when I was a kid, if I were at a party and somebody had a camera taking selfies of us drinking underage, I would have smashed right. it. I wouldn't have taken a picture of anything. Well, I mean, like you see a bunch of these car videos, and I was always watching, I was like, man, a lot of these Russians always have cameras in their cars. Because if you Russians? go on YouTube, it's always, yeah, it's these Russians, Russians, Russians. Yeah. Well, then I, I don't know if I was correct, but I was told, they're like, well, that's part of their insurance requirement, that you have to have a camera because so many people are driving around without insurance or what have you, that it's a requirement to have a camera on there. If you go on YouTube right now and watch these car crashes or anything like that, a large majority of them are from Russia. Huh. And I just was always like, man, these guys really hmm. like putting cameras in their cars. Yeah. But, you know, so I guess, or, or would it, you know, I mean, if, you're, if you sold insurance policies... Would you get a deduction for running with the camera? Oh, because yeah. they're giving you deductions right now when they put the little black box in your car. I had one of those. I had and one of those. It's like this is like, oh, you drive too fast. We're charging no, no, you no. more. It was worse. You'd, you'd be driving along, and if I, I, I swear I have PTSD from it. I'd be approaching a stop sign, and it would all of a sudden start beeping. I'd be like, damn it. Why would it beep? I didn't, st- I d- it had to stop too quickly. How did it? What? So here's oh, you di- stop too quickly. Right. Nobody hits you. You don't hit anybody else. But you, if you apply your brakes too quickly, and it would beep. It, it almost, actually makes noise it too. Beeps at I you. thought it just clucked to the no, noise. No, this one was beeping at me, and I was. It got to the point where I was like, I'd rather just hit the damn car in front of me. I mean, it's like it won't well, beep at me. Well, I should get an insurance discount for driving shorty around. <laughs> because if I stop too fast, I don't get a beep, you get the but I get the finger wag. Your wagon. You get plenty of that. Uh, she should, you know, I should get, hey, I get finger wags. All right. So here's my advice on this. Do you advise using dash cams? This is the quintessential law school answer. Everybody know the answer? It all depends. Yeah. If you're doing something wrong, don't record it. Don't get a dash cam. Don't install one. If you are a regular drunk driver committing crimes, you probably shouldn't tape that. Um, if you are just a average Joe citizen and you want to record everything you do, then by all means, get a dash camera. But here's the thing. If you're involved in an accident, here's what it says. If you're involved in an accident and turn out to be at fault, can you pull the camera down and delete the video? No. Mm-hmm. You can't do that, right? You can't have it both ways. That was my favorite right. cross-examination of all times. When somebody says, I want it this way, but then they don't want me to have it that way. Are well, they allowed to ways. say, we notice you have a dash cam, we would like the footage? Well, that becomes an interesting thing, yes. So yes. if you say no to that, if you say no, you can't have the footage, nah, 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 can they go get a search warrant and get it? Probably. And then it's deleted. Or then put a motion to preserve evidence in the court. Right. Or what if you were like, it's never running. You yeah. like to see it, and you're like, eh, get a warrant. And then get you get a, a warrant, warrant, and then there's nothing on it. like, see, I told you. Told you it wasn't, it wasn't running. It wasn't running. There's nothing on it. So we're not talking about committing crimes that for which you will not be caught. 
we're talking about committing crimes. Now, whether you're going to get caught, that's up, you know, I, I can't comment on that. But if you delete the evidence, if you actually go have a dash cam that shows you're at fault and you know that that is evidence that could be part and parcel to any case and you delete it, it's tampering with evidence, right? I mean, that's an, a, an oversimplified so version. So the moral of the story is three years, by the way, hide up the dash years. cam. Hide the dash cam so they don't know it's there. I wouldn't have so a dash cam. you only use it when you need it. I would not have a dash cam. We all walk around with dash cams every day, I don't day, have a right? dash cam. You're carrying one right here. It's your cell yes. phone. So you want, you want to tape something? Put it on the phone. But tape you don't it. know that you're going to get in an accident. Be like, oh, I, I think I'm going to get one in five minutes to put on my camera. Well, you don't plan on that stuff. You're right. I guess unless you have That's a dash why cam. That's why dash you cam, it's on. always running. Yeah. Now, I did see one claim where it got a gentleman out where a semi crossed over left to center. He was going around a corner. He hit it, hit the semi, clipped it on the side. Three people that saw the accident, three other cars, had stated that he was at fault. So you got three witnesses, the driver, two other drivers in different cars, stating that this gentleman's Cadillac was at fault. And he, he said, said he was not. I didn't do he it. He went to court. I and didn't he, do it. Oh, yeah, I didn't do it. You know what I'm saying? He came around the corner on me. Right. And uh, so he came around the corner. Right there he was. I was like, oh! I didn't do it. And, uh, well, it was, it was a horrible thing. It was a beautiful CTSV wagon, which are they're rare and tough to find, and they're collectible right now. And CTSV wagon? Yeah. It's were, got the CTSV were, motor yeah, in it, the whole night. Yeah, they're, they're bad mm, at the bone. probably pretty cool. And uh, well, I mean, I saw this whole thing on a Cadillac blog that I was looking at. Mm. You know, it's called, hey! And uh, so I'm up there, I'm like, hey, Cadillac! Yeah, I'm right, yeah, you came around the corner, it wasn't my fault, there's three people there, I show them the camera, they're like, bada bing, bada boom, there we go, give me a new car. You win. All right. All right, so here's the thing, use your best judgment on this one, but understand that if it, here, maybe there's probably actuaries on this, or maybe that's not the right word, there's probably statistics by insurance companies on this. How, uh, what is the average citizen? Are you are more apt to get in an accident that is your fault? Or somebody else's fault. Everybody knows the deal, right? Are you are you the kind of person that runs into people from behind all the time and then blames them for stopping right. too soon, or are you the person that is very cautious and every now and then somebody t-bones you going twenty miles an hour? When you're driving down the road and you see that car driving erratically, and then you see it's got a dent here, there, bummer missing. Stay like, away. It's like this guy is a wild card and he does not care. He doesn't care. And he doesn't have insurance. Now, maybe if I Probably. were to, yeah, oh, that's the other thing, right? Maybe, maybe I would create like a halo cam or like a camera that would take all around my car when I parked. Now, speaking right here at the five now, just so you know, speaking lot. of Cadillacs on the new CT6s, they have that. I know. And it's I've pretty impressive to where you can see somebody that walks up to you. If, if somebody pulls a handle on the car, it starts recording, and it records 360 outside and on the inside. So if someone's trying to break in your car, it'll be able to record that information. That's awesome. If you get pulled over, you can hit a button. You can see the officer walk up to the car, lean in the window. You can see from the inside and out. Hmm. See, there is no privacy anymore. Everybody's, everybody's cool with this. Everybody thinks it's awesome. I prefer not to be on camera. I just want to be on the air. I agree. I agree. <laughs> Even though we have cameras all around us. All right. So I think we've beaten that horse to death. Uh, Takeaway, use your best judgment. Karnak, off to the next one. All right, and let's go back to this. Anybody have an answer yet? I, I do not have an answer at know. all. I need, what I need to do is I need to listen to it, I guess, again. His but voice? Was, was, yeah, was, yeah, his voice need, is a dead ringer for what celebrity? Let's get we, we need to get. He let's, needs to be on the air. I'm just reminding you that it's there. It's just there, okay. All right. I have a copy this is Jeff again. I shouldn't even start it. All right. I have a copy of Jeff's yearbook obtained from a classmate. <laughs> I'd like to call 
into the podcast to review some concerning findings. JK, your friend, Brett Kavanaugh. <laughs> so this is somebody, I, I can't call this an abuse of the podcast form question submission line. I actually like this because we did, we did a little bit about this. Um, and let me just say, you know, we did a Kavanaugh episode. I thought we were very neutral about it. At least that was my humble opinion. I, I, I think I think we stated our opinion. If you're curious about what we thought about Kavanaugh, just tune in, listen up, go back, rewind, play, whatever it is. Um, but I do say, I will say this, the artwork that you never saw that was going to be released with that episode was freaking awesome. What no, Jeff's brother did, I do believe, end up. He did do the Kavanaugh art. He might have. Mine got turned down. Mine got turned down because (laughs) this isn't funny, Jared. I've heard that a number of times throughout my life. It's not funny. It was freaking hilarious. I don't care who you are. It was good. It was funny. And and you know what's funny? It was a simple calendar. It was a calendar. It was things to go. Things in a week. Maybe a past calendar. and, and, And just so everybody, this was before all the other parodies of that calendar came out i mean this was like on the heels that was that was on the heels and whenever jeff was like he he was not having it he's not going through with it and i understand it was was of july of 2000 or of uh, 1985 yes it was like uh work out with the boys meet new girl at pool party that was one of them i like beer invent podcasting invent podcasting (laughs) (laughs) it was it was it was was a number of things a nice journal that was being written it was funny and uh, it, Jeff wouldn't let and, us play. But then I came in. I was like, did you see Colbert? Colbert had a whole thing. He had a calendar on his show. He thought it was funny. And then all these comedians are coming out with this calendar jokes. I was like, why are their calendar jokes good to go? Because they're Jimmy Kimball. Why is mine not? You're, you're ahead of your good. time. Ahead mine of your time. Good. But mine might have been different little layouts. A little bit. You know. Yours was better because it was written in this sort of, <laughs> like, the almost juvenile font. I mean, it was it was well. That, that was the thing right on there here. is if you really looked at it and looked it up, it was it. I was making fun of Kavanaugh right it throughout yeah. the the whole calendar was not. I mean, it was it was it was it was directed. Oh, it was. Ju- he was the butt end of right. the joke. I wonder if I have it in my downloads. And here. it was so easy too. It really was. I can't find it. Do you have it? Oh, I can find it here, but. Now back to the Beard's voice. Right. Who, who, we, any guesses? Huh. Tom Selleck? Tom Selleck. I'm just coming up with names, man. Come on, man. Is that just because like Magnum, Magnum PI? Yeah, that's I think that might be it. Yeah. I heard that's not, not any good. Heard a big I, boo. I can't watch an hour long TV show, it's too hard. Uh any guesses? I mean, I didn't see it. When I read this, I was like, eh, I don't, I don't know. know. Maybe. Maybe maybe it's you know, what's what people hear. We'll get to it. All right. Um, is that the one we just did? So the yearbook, I think that was not really a question, but it was fun. And Karnak goes to the next one. Now, Karnak on that question, you know, he would have said. He, he would have said, oh, that's right. He did the, he, he did the he, things. He, you got to start with the first thing there. It's like this. It's like a, uh, draw what, what, do, what, a do the, what do the beard and, and Kavanaugh have in common? It's like uh, their yearbook profile. Their yearbook profile. Ah. Next question. Next question. I've been in. Uh, this is. It looks like from another lawyer. Or no, wait a minute. All right. This is really long. 
I have been in real estate settlements with a lawyer present, and it seems like they have been shoveling the same documents their entire career. Mind-numbing, I'm sure, but way easier than criminal defense. What are your thoughts on the various specialties in terms of stress, income, reward, longevity, prestige? In the case of Jeff, that seems ready. In the case of Jeff, that seems ready to consider another career at times. Why not switch to a less demanding area of practice? All right. So what, I think what the question here is: Why not do real estate law where you just get to push paper and not deal yeah. with a bunch of stress? Um, There's going to be stress in that. Well, that's a good question. You're putting a lot of money on the table in these real estate deals. Yeah, it's all, you know, you, you, so you're, you're stressed gonna have, everything. Yeah, you're going to be stressed at whatever you do. Mind-numbing, to be sure. I I mean, some of this, I mean, this is, a, this is a great. This is all back to the law school stuff because I remember somebody told me that somebody, people, I hear, you know, I hear people say all the time now, I'm going to go and I'm going to go to law school and I'm going to be a corporate lawyer. Yeah. Or I'm going to be a property lawyer or I'm going to be a, this kind of lawyer, that kind of, lawyer. Uh, you know, it's a, it's like, I don't, it didn't really work that way in my experience and watching others didn't work that way for them either. I mean, you, you practice the kind of law that they tell you to practice day one of the first job you get, whatever that is. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, I mean, I, I guess there's some exceptions. I mean, you can go into patent law or, Something like that that requires a scientific background. That's a very, in fact, that's a, is that a separate part. You need another degree, yeah. yeah. You need an LLM, I think. You need another, you have to take another bar, you have yeah. to take the patent exam um, or tax and law. And you have to have some sort of bachelor degree, too. You, under sciences or something. Yeah, you got to have some science yeah. degrees and you got to, yeah. And, and But LLM, you could go be a tax lawyer, I suppose, and that that's a specialty. But generally speaking, I mean, I don't know that I entered law school and said, man, I want to be a criminal defense lawyer. Hmm. It didn't really cross my mind, but it didn't surprise me when I ended up doing this either. So maybe there's some cosmic forces. I should ask the psychic that question. That's funny. You must have been reading my mind because I was looking over here at Bill and I said, at one point in time, I'm going to ask Bill how he felt about the Halloween show, about the reading. He's, he's going to. I know I, he's going to get quiet because the whole time he's he's kind of you know on the Mr. side. Mr. Skeptical. But then Mr. I, seen, Skeptical. I seen he was getting this reading and he's laying it out to Bill. And then Bill starts leaning back, leaning back, and his eyes are getting bigger. He's starting to grip the sides of the chair like he's on a roller coaster because his mind has just been blown. It, my mind was blown. It was it, it was interesting. I'll just yeah. say that. It was interesting. I, I, was, I was shocked because I didn't say anything to this guy the whole time about anything. No, you, and I think, you did I not. And I think he hit the nail on the head. So, I'll be, I mean, people that listen to it, I, mean, it, it, I am who right. I am, and that, that's where I'm at. But... I was shocked, and I was a little skeptical, like you said. When he did my reading, I had a friend but of mine you, stop by the store the other day, and a, old Pete, if he's listening out there, Pete Mercer, biker yeah. buddy of mine, he stopped by, and I was telling him about what we did, and he's like, well, let, let me, he asked me, he's like, well, what was your reading? I was like, you want me to tell it to you? you it's on the podcast. Right. We said that. So up. he was sitting there, and he listened to it for a while, and, and I'm going to tell you, when he heard my reading, he kind of leaned back, and he was... He, at first, he was like, "Well, maybe I should have one," but then he was like, "No, no, he, I don't." Th- he's probably walnut. Right. Yeah, he's like, "Oh, yeah. I don't." He's like, "I don't really know if I want to hear this." You know, I don't know what's coming down. And he's 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 a good friend of mine. Uh, Legionnaire disease. Have you heard of this? I have. You know, I don't know he, what it is, but I've heard of it. Well, he he he's he's in the middle of something with that. He was working on a house, and it was an old house, and they mm. had some uh, heaters running in there, and he came in to do some work and. He caught this and and he was bad shape. I went and saw him at the hospital. He uh, he he 
was in a coma. He what does know, it do? Ne- what next does it do to death. I, I I'm not good enough right now. It's some interior bacteria or something. I mean, it it starts to kill you. And he told me when I saw him because he came and visited me after my accident when I was in the hospital. He was one of the first guys there. He stopped in a number of times and was with me and by my side. And I told him about my experience. Now he told me about his experience, and he was a scared man because he said, "Jared." I think I went to hell. Hmm. He was like, it was horrible. I didn't like to be there. And he didn't go into full descriptions of what he saw. And I told him, I said, that eh, sounds more like purgatory. I'm, I'm just, I'm, I don't think I don't think you ended up there. And he was very shaken by his coma time and his time whenever he, he was, you know, they, once so again, he was, they brought him he back. He was in a, sort of like your situation. You had this near death experience that, that you, you describe. And then his was just, Mine was uh, had good feeling. Yeah, yours you was know, good. Mine was uppity. I was like amazed. I was like, I, I'm, I'm not. I have no fears of dying now. I mm. just, it's, it, it was a very lifting experience. Evidently, that is not what everybody gets. His Sorry. was was very down. So he was like, he, but, but, he, but he listened and he was intrigued to a point where he's, he's on the fence. I was like, I'll give him a call. I was like, he's a, he's a great guy. We'll Come on back. down. Be, we, we need him. On, we we'll need your him buddy on the show. I want to hear about we'll this. bring experience. Pete in. Yeah. And he can tell you about Legionnaire's disease. Yeah, we need him. We need him. And oh, that's what I remember. I didn't know what that was. Not to, we need to get in Legionnaire's, but there was a Legion, uh, the, the, uh, um, I think it was, I saw this on PBS or something. There was a, a air conditioning unit that had this and it literally spilled over to where all of these people contracted the same thing and it was a legion like a legion hall meeting and mm. a number of people that were all in one place at one time caught something that they didn't know what it was that's how it got the name of legionnaire disease there you have because it, it was through yeah, the air conditioning unit at a hotel or somewhere in new york mm. and all these legions were there uh, is, is that right i don't know but so makes that's, sense because I was I didn't understand it and then I literally it was uh, some right. after time I saw Legionnaires disease and I said they were like what well, came from that's where the name came from. Hmm. All right, so first of all, I just Google this. It is very rare. Yes. All right, fewer than twenty thousand U.S. cases per year. It's treatable by a medical professional. In case you had any question about what to do if you got Legionnaires disease. It requires a medical diagnosis. So if you don't know you have Legionnaires disease, you actually need a doctor to give you a diagnosis before that doctor can treat you. Lab tests or imaging are always required. Short-term resolves within days to weeks. It is a disease, or Legionnaires disease is a type of pneumonia caused by Legionella bacteria. Let that one sink in, Mr. Legion Hall. (laughs) <laughs> I'm telling you, I saw this. Maybe right. I, 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 I could have dreamt it. You never know. With you me, never know right. But I will say that it, it doesn't look like something I want to contract. It, 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 he was is no good. Back to that question we had about right, what are we talking about? Criminal yeah. law and well, a, other areas. You know, practice. other areas. With all due respect to any other lawyer in all these other areas, whether it's probate or property, I mean. For me, it would be boring. Liars and thieves, all of them. That's right. I mean, and, and, and with what we do, or my experience here in, in the criminal justice world, criminal law, I mean, it's interesting every day. I mean, it might well, be stressful, it might be exhausting, but just watch 
old reruns of Night Court, and that's what we kind of deal with on a daily well, basis. I mean, point. we see a cross section every day of the world, right? right. Of, of the of the world that most people don't so get it's to see. Interesting, uh, and all types. I mean, not not all good, not all bad, right. not all in the middle. But here's the thing I found about our area of law: criminal defense or criminal law. It is the last bastion of honest lawyers. How about that? Hmm. Right? And it's not because they're... We just deal in a world that forces that in a lot of ways. Now, that doesn't mean that there's not exceptions. I mean, there's some lying crook prosecutors, there's some lying crook defense lawyers, and I'm sure they've all... Everybody knows somebody who they think that way. But if we go to court every day, as we do, and negotiate every day, as we do, with prosecutors every day, as we do, and we are known to be lying, cheating, nefarious... Uh, crooked lawyers, then we're not going to last long in this business, right? right? We won't. I mean, it, it, there's a, there's a certain honor among thieves, so to speak, where we got you can't do it. You just can't. You not and be successful. But in you get to the other big picture, the big firm lawyers, like the civil lawyers who do all this stuff. It drives me nuts, man. They they screw with each other on purpose. Yeah. I mean, it is it is a horrible existence. I mean, I can't think of any other profession that would applaud and cheer at screwing the other guy right. in the other profession. I mean, it's like, if what what other profession would you go and say, can I have this extension of time? You know, my kid's been sick and I've just been busy or I've been depressed or I had a bad week or whatever it is. And they say, no freaking way, man. Right. No way. We're going to, we want to file now or we're going to go file for sanctions. Whatever. The, that's what they yeah. do to each other. It is insanity to me. In fact, we're dealing with it right now mm-hmm. with these big firm lawyers and that's how they're acting. I am so glad I do not do real estate. I don't do any of this other nonsense because it would be miserable. I mean, I, look, is it stressful to put people's lives in your hands every day? Yes. I can't say they're not doing the same, but I, it'd be more stressful dealing with the other asshole lawyers. Yeah, I agree. I mean, that's that's. I hate lawyers. God, I hate lawyers. All right. It's off my chest. It's feel better now. It's supposed to be cold this winter. So cold. The We're lawyers all had their hands in their own pockets. <laughs> <laughs> We're not talking about the election. Don't vote for a lawyer. Um, all right, more lawyer talk. In case that didn't get through to you. Um, so real estate law, no. I would be bored to death, and I would hate it. Uh, criminal defense, man. I mean, there's something, I don't know. It's sort of like. I think there would be more rewards, not financially. I'm just saying of, of job well done in a criminal defense case, something where you believe and you're with your client and you are working and you get know either way but if you get the results you're looking for at the end you have changed and helped the effect of a whole family multiple lives yeah except most of the time that doesn't happen that's the problem i mean it's most of the time i mean i'm not saying because we're bad or but most of the time people come to us with the this is the you ever watch star trek you're, you're i was a star trek geek at times there's the, there's the kobayashi scenario right this is this no win test you cannot win somebody comes to you and says look i got my fifth ovi if i get convicted and go to jail i'll lose my job i'll lose my wife i'll lose my kids right. i might as well just die and then you look at the case all right well look man you're a two or point two eight test and it's blood and breath and urine and you were passed out behind the wheel in the middle of 315 heading the wrong way. What do you mean to do here, right? So it's like those kind of things suck. And someone coming the opposite direction had a dash camera and they installed on their car. Taking field sobriety tests, right? (laughs) No, but you're right in the sense that what we have to do is find a way to be effective and then find that satisfaction in that. So if I pin satisfaction to winning, I never have it. 
if I pin satisfaction to doing the best I can all the time, I get it sometimes. I have to pin it to helping people. I have to pin it to, all right, so there's this guy. Here he's a 2-8, and he's got all these problems, and he thinks his life is over. Well, what if he? What if all the stuff happens? What if he gets convicted, goes to jail, and all this? But his life isn't over, and I help him sort of bridge that gap through what we do, through meetings at the office and the conference room, getting to know us, helping him with his alcohol problem if that's what he's got or whatever it is. Yeah. So that's how I find my satisfaction. And you're right, though, there's nothing better. You don't need issue one to help people. You, you as a, as a lawyer, have had. Have you ever had a, a client come in that you have think. felt the need to say, you know. I'm here with you on this case, but I'm also here to help you so we don't have any more of these cases. Yeah. I All do. the time. I, it's my, that is my lead. Off. I said, mm-hmm. listen, here's the thing. What are you going to do now? All right, so you've got this drunk driving case. You've got this impossible thing. You've got this, you know, whatever you've done. Now, now what are you going to do now? And we really, I really spent a lot of time. I mean, did he get sappy about it? I mean, I don't know. If, that's right. if I'm going to get esoteric about it here for a minute, it, if you start there and help people sort of understand that there is some end game here, there's a, they, they, they're going to get through it. It's going to be okay. It may change their lives, yeah. maybe permanently, but it'll be okay, right? We can help right. them through and help them answer what are they going to do now in a positive way instead of a I am fooked sort of way. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I, you know, I, I don't know. That, that, I have seen where Yavich and Palmer have helped people. Yeah. Get through situations. And, and I say that we even help people, Steve, especially with people that you know, like, hey, it's the case. This is where you're at. You're you're probably going to prison, but we see a change in that individual from the first time we met them until maybe they do go to prison for a little bit of time. And and we've seen this, and we can't mention names, but I've seen it happen. And I think that I think us doing that for the client it allows him to transition into prison. Yeah, if, that no. ma- if that makes sense. Well, I mean, look, because his life isn't over. But how are you going to handle it? Like Steve said, this is this is like what? What are we supposed to do? Just not give people the reality. If, right. if you want Candyland, go to Candyland. Right. right? We're not getting. We're not going to give you that here. But if you come to us with a scenario, we're going to prison. We're going to talk about it. We're going to spend right. some time dealing with it. And it's not that we're giving up because right. there's always some. You know, if there's a workaround, we find it. But it, it really is about changing the way you look at the world and how you are perceiving everything, and then it helps you through that. Pro- it helps us help you through the process. Mm-hmm. But All right, uh, let's get back to more fun. Does anybody know the answer to Jeff's question? Telly Savalas. Hmm. Telly Savalas. <laughs> what was it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, can just, I can just see him. Um, I love you, babe. All right. Uh, which one are we on? Can you talk more about... Attorney-client privilege. Now, this is ironic. Can you talk more about attorney-client privilege? Have you had a client disclose they were guilty of a serious crime, but go on to lie about it in court or in a deposition? And if so, what are your responsibilities? All the time. I I I was going to say, it happens all the time. What Um, happens all the time? All of it. All of it? (laughs) All of that right there. Yeah. yeah so we come Except in, that's like, allowing them to like, lie on the stand. But yeah. let's start with the rules. Attorney-client privilege. So not to be confused. Let's limit what it is and talk about what it is. attorney-client privilege. The things you tell your lawyer when nobody else but lawyers or lawyers people are around are privileged. Privileged is a verbal or written communication or smoke signal or whatever. It's got to be a communication, um, and it has to be done in the context of just the, the lawyer and the client. 
if you want to go in and talk to your lawyer and have mom, dad, grandma, and Uncle Bob in the room, that's great. And everybody's going to be there to hold your hand and support you. But the, the communication is not privileged. Right. Just by its very definition, there's other people in the room. It can't be privileged. They can't, and so it's broken. It's broken. Now, what what does it mean if it is privileged? What it means is that we can't be forced to reveal the things that you said most of the time. Most of the time, we can't be called on in court and give testimony because it's really about testimony. Mm-hmm. Tell us what your client told you. I can't. That's privileged. And they say, well, wait a minute. Uncle Bob was in the room. That's not privileged at all. I say, oh, shit, you're right. Uncle Bob yeah. was in the room. Now, you may not. I can. I'm not going to tell you for another reason. We'll get to that. But uh, it wouldn't be privileged then. So privilege is communication. It's testimonial, and it has to do with like rules about who can reveal what and then testify about what. Um, and you know, it's like it's sort of like the priest privilege or the doctor patient privilege. Mm-hmm. It's got its limits. Uh, some of those limits. Somebody comes in. It's like you know they got me for that kilo. Thank God they didn't look in the trunk. I had a body. Just killed this guy. Mm-hmm. You can't let that slide. Yeah, I, you I bet mean, I can. You, you, you can? You bet mm-hmm. I can. And you I, can and be I, like this. Ooh. People have told me stuff. Really? That, that so they you, said they killed believe. somebody. You, you don't have to divulge that. Not only do I not have to, I can't. You can't. Yeah. Hmm. Now, there is a, there's a couple exceptions that have been noted over the years. One is uh, called a crime fraud exception. I cannot assert... Or, I can't use it to assist a client in, in committing a crime or a fraud, or I'm allowed to disclose. I can't. It's not that I have to, but I'm allowed to disclose if there's a crime or fraud being committed. And that's what you're talking about, right? So if somebody's cruising around with a body in their car, or they got, you know, they let's say, you know what, this has happened. Somebody's shown up at our office with money to pay us that smells like drugs, or still maybe has fresh dye on it from the bank robbery. That happens. I don't take it. Take it home. I don't want it. I want I want Aunt Fanny's clean money. I don't want that money. And what are they going to do with it? I mean, I can't. I guess that's a weird scenario because now they got contraband. So let's just leave that part out for a second. But I can't go. T- I can't say ring a ling a ling, Mister U.S. Attorney. We got a bank robbery in progress here. They just tried to give me red dye money. I can't do that. I can't disclose that. How much privilege do you have on 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 jail phone calls? Zero privilege if it's being recorded. Zero. Yeah. So it's not like, oh, I was talking to my lawyer, you can't use that. And it's like, well, you're talking on our no, phone. Because they, they tell you in the recording in the beginning, yes. this is being recorded and, you know, and it beeps every 10 so seconds. If you, so what if you go to the jail and meet with them and they put you in a side room? And then, then they surreptitiously record you. Now they got a problem. Now they got that a problem. That should have been privileged if they found that that's happened. That There was a situation in Frank County that that was going on years ago. Um, and they can't use it. You should have a privilege. I have a privilege to talk to a client in a, in the setting of a jail or prison. I do it all the time. And uh, and I, it, I don't blame clients for getting squirrely about it. They're always looking around, like, wondering who's listening. I was like, listen, I know this jail. They're not listening. But I've been in places where I've wondered. I've, I've been in a lot of places where I've wondered. And I remember early on, I went to visit a client who was being who had just been arrested. He's down at CPD up on the sixth floor, wherever he was, and in an interview room. And they had left the cameras and tapes running, and I sat down and talked, and I knocked on I was like, do you guys got this shit running? I'm like, yeah. I'm like, turn it off. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> you know, like, they, you know, they just do it. I mean, oh, because it, 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 Yeah, you got us. Yeah. You're better uh, than the last guy that was in here. We got yeah. all of that. Yeah. And, yeah, it's like they don't, it just is what it is. So you just got to be careful about that kind of stuff. And I think, for the most part, I don't expect clients to tell me right away everything. I mean, this is a 
it's like going into a counselor for the first time and telling them your deepest, right. darkest secrets. It's hard to do that. And, and it, it is, however, in our line of work, Bill, imperative yep. that we know all the details. Everybody's like, don't tell your lawyer that, man. And we, and we don't when we first meet them. Like you said, I mean, it's like they got to come clean with themselves to come clean with us. And it's, you yeah. know, we've been in situations where it's like, okay, okay, we hear all this stuff. And next thing you know, they come in and like, well, yeah, I didn't, I forgot to tell you about this. Like, well, oh, that's yeah. what I always <laughs> say. It's like, you know, lie to your neighbor, lie to your priest, never right. lie to your attorney. My, my late great mentor, Bill Meeks, I, Eric and I had a case one time and we went down to the jail. I think we were in the middle of trial and we go down to the jail to talk to this, this guy before the next day of trial. And I think he laid it on us that he was really guilty as it, and you know, it's like all this shit. And maybe he had already testified. I think I don't, I don't remember. I maybe now he hadn't testified, but he wasn't going to anyway. So he gives me this, he lays it on. It's like, look, I, we, we, I did it. <laughs> and I'm all, I was young and I was all sort of torn up and we come up and I go up to Meek's office and he's like, why the fuck do you care? Like, why don't you worry about the evidence and do your job instead of, what do you think? You're the first criminal defense lawyer that's got a guilty client? Welcome right. to the club. <laughs> I was like, all right, good point. Right. You know, and he was like, do your job. Do your job. Do your job. Yeah, do your job, dipshit. You have the facts laid out. You have this. Just do your job. So the point of that story is not to say, you know, or, or to say one thing or another about it other than we have to represent people who are guilty all the time. And it's, when they tell us that, it's privilege. I don't get to tell anybody, but there are rules on what I can do. I can't let my client testify. This is part two of the question. Yeah. I can't let my client, I can't encourage a client, call a client to testify when I know they're going to lie. If you get a defendant that's going to stand up there and I just absolutely know they're lying, I can't do it. And they say, well, what about the client's right to present a defense and a right to testify? Well, I mean, the client can do it, but in theory, I'm not even allowed to ask a question. I just say, I'm going to introduce my client. Here's Joe Blow. Tell your story. Mm -hmm. And just stand there. Now, if anybody has any issue or any thoughts about what might be going on when the lawyer stands there and doesn't ask any questions, mm -hmm. well, all they got to do is check this podcast out. It means mm -hmm. their client's about to lie, right? <laughs> I mean, it's like, they're lying, liar, pants on fire. No, we're not allowed to uh, argue it even after they testify. So if the client gets up and says, look, I, I, I did not have sexual relations with that woman. If that's what your client says and you know it's a lie, then uh, I can't stand in front of the jury later and argue it. But they could tangle, you, you know, a client could really tangle you up when you're putting a case together and you're going through the facts and then you put this whole thing together and then that night before you go to trial, they're like, oh yeah, I did, no, no, no. And you're like, oh, why didn't you tell us that? Well, the harder don't stuff. Don't you want everything? I mean, like, don't you want as much as you can get from your client? The, the hardest stuff is when they try to, this, I've had clients do this, where they try to doctor up the evidence for you. Where they'll bring you stuff and say, yeah, I mean, I got all this from from my grandmother, and here's all the information, here's this, this, and this. And you get into the courtroom, and this has happened to me, where you present evidence, and it turns out it's manufactured nonsense. And you just look, you just stand there with egg on your face. I mean, it did... You th you're, you, so as a client, you think you are, as the defendant thinks he or she is really getting one over on the system, right? I'm going <laughs> to do this. And then I stand there, and I feel like a moron, uh, or at least I used to. And this is what I tell people. I was like, listen, you can do that. I'll feel like a moron for about 10 seconds. You're going to prison forever. Yeah. I'll feel like an idiot for 10 seconds, but then I'll feel a lot better about the fact that you got convicted because it wasn't my fault. Right. right. You know, it's like, 
because uh, I, I lose sleep over this shit. I really do. And if you're going to uh, if you're going to trick me that way, then uh, you know suffer the consequences. They shouldn't be tricking you. It they should divulge right? everything to where at least you know, and you're like, we're just going to lay that over here. I can deal I'm with glad it. that I know that it's there. Maybe, maybe we won't touch it. Maybe they don't know it's there. This is like when your buddy comes over, right? And you got a dog, and you've been drinking some beers, and you're out on the deck, and he walks out there to go take a piss out there in the dark. And you say, hey, man, don't walk over there. Dog craps over there. You need to walk over there. It's just good information to have, right? I'm not going to walk over there. I'm not going to go over there and step in that pile of crap because there's landmines. I'm going to go pee over here where I know I'm not going to get crap on my feet. And and I guess you can take the analogy further. Then I'm going to walk in your house and track it all over your carpet, right? (laughs) Because it's your house, right? I mean, that's the thing. You're not doing you're not doing yourself any favors. So I hope that answers the privilege. Oh, there's one more one more part of this confidentiality. if it's not told to you, but even though it's not said, and even though others are around, things are still confidential. So they're a secret. Anything I learn when I'm representing you as a client is a secret. I'm not allowed to disclose that, tell others, or be part of that in any way. I can't divulge it. Again, similar exceptions are, are out there, but it is broader than the privilege. It goes beyond just things that were said to you. All right. I think we've beaten that horse, too. That was good though. I learned. Right. I, I thought I thought there was. I, I didn't realize the that you could just there you go. Be like I can't do anything about that. Right. All right. All right. Now he's got who it. Is, he's got it. Who is Matthew McConaughey? Matthew McConaughey. Jeff's voice is a dead right ringer for on, what right celebrity? On, right on. That was funny. You're about that recall on the on those Matthew McConaughey Lincolns, right? All right. I, oh, could, yeah. yeah. Couldn't make left hand turns. I got to notice. They, could, they, could, they couldn't make left hand turns. All right, all right, all right. Now, on. is he talking? I wonder if he's thinking Jeff is like Matthew McConaughey and the old dazed and confused. Like, hey, the leather, man. Don't touch the leather. Or watch the That's leather. That's what I like about them high school girls. Yeah, there you go. I get older, they stay the same Indeed. age. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> uh, so I wonder if they're thinking Jeff's like that Math McCon- Matthew McConaughey or like the Lincoln. The, the, you know, the, I didn't the, see him the in that MKX. one. No, when he's when he's. You never saw Days and Confused. Yeah, I saw Days and Confused. Or, no, when he's in the Lincoln commercials, when he's sitting there tapping oh, yeah. the steering wheel, doing right. that. Yeah. Sometimes you need to sit in the back seat. Or or was he playing bongos naked? I remember he got naked bongos <laughs> right. there. He's just doing this That's, kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. He's like you don't always have to sit in the back seat, but I recommend you do. <laughs> right. I don't right. know if I see it with Jeff's voice. I got to. I got to hear. Him I would have to hear it again. I don't think about it. He doesn't it. look like Matt McConaughey. So, but I guess if you've never seen Jeff, I mean that's the radio. That's the radio. You got you got a Matthew McConaughey face on radio. Hmm. Uh, all right. Well, that is the last of the current stash of lawyer talk questions. And you know how people can do that? They just go to OhioLegalDefense.com, and we have a submission. Uh, a, a web, what is it called? An email submission email. thing. You, know, you send out a little contact thing. You questions, fill it out. request, topic yeah. answers. Topic answers. So just send your questions, just like these. We will take them on the air. We may not do it right away, but we'll save them up and do another mail call or grab bag or whatever we call these things. And uh, we'll get your questions answered here on Lawyer Talk. And we didn't talk at all about the election and who you're going to vote for. Why would we? 
I don't I mean, know why we would. Why, this, why would somebody ever vote this for this issue one? Why would anybody talk Wednesday. about that? This show doesn't come out till Wednesday. You vote on Tuesday. It'd be it'd be needless for us to even talk about it. It'd be dumb. Because we couldn't do anything about it. I mean, it's, it's they pretty, would hear yeah. this and be like, oh, that podcast only came out on Monday. <laughs> Maybe we can talk about the election because it all doesn't matter anymore. It, it doesn't really matter. It's, uh, they, will, right. they will vote before they can listen. Well... Next election, you can send us some questions. We'll talk about them in advance, maybe. But this one, for now, the things you can send to us. You want to hear a legal question answered, even if it's a general one like we've heard here, give us a shout. You want us to cover a topic, check us out. You want to just know if Jeff looks like Matt McConaughey and ask for some childhood Mm -hmm. pictures, all you got to do is email and ask him. If you'd like to see the July 1986 artwork, Yes. Maybe, maybe we can maybe make that available. I think I, without the beard here, don't tell him we're doing it. He'd get upset. No, I think uh, I think it's okay to disclose. I mean, he's just a Supreme Court justice now. <laughs> <laughs> he likes beer. He likes I did beer. see a good Halloween costume. I saw the as a judge robe, and uh, it, it had a big like I like beer. And right. He had like one of the beer hats on. Nice. I like beer. I think beer's he, good. You know what he needs? I drink beer. I p- I'm drinking beer right now. <laughs> I like beer. I like beer. You know what he needs? He needs a, he needs to talk to us in the conference room. He should. About alcohol issues. Yeah. I mean, I, when I was drinking beer, 18 was the drinking age. You were 17 at the time, sir. <laughs> I like yeah, beer. Yeah, but it was close. I like beer. I was a lot closer than it would be if I was 20, if it was 21. Fair enough? Yeah, fair enough. Correct. I wonder if that defense ever worked in his courtroom. I was close. You gotta wonder. I was twenty. It's like remember he didn't cut me any breaks, and I like beer. Thought we were teamed up with the I like beer. You think they're gonna have keggers up there in the Supreme Court? They they might now. Yeah, wouldn't that be interesting? There's gonna be Kavanaugh hanging with uh, the end or the uh, clerks having keggers. Drinking some now. Samuel Adams. It's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. All right, I we we've digressed beyond the question and answer session, but that's okay. So. Uh, here we are, lawyer talk, off the record, taking questions on the air, at least until now. 